Come on. Math. everybody welcome back to the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of imsa's spirit of the race award this is the check engine podcast streaming live through anchor.fm or anywhere else that streams excellent cooled content that you want to listen to my name is peeves along with me <laughs> is our resident saint of a driver andrew oh yeah i'm the best and also the uh well, the, the generally pleasant average tristan yeah yeah Middle of the road. Tristan the Pleasant. Tristan the Pleasant. <laughs> Which is what you threatened to call me my Viking name when we were in college. That's right. That Tristan is your Viking exactly. name. That is Tristan your Viking name. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not, not overwhelmingly scary, but effective. Yeah. yeah. You pull up and, hey, who wants a boat ride? <laughs> <laughs> who cares to let me pillage them this afternoon? Yikes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. What's going on, guys? Happy Friday. Ugh. You can tell it's Friday. This yeah. is so much goofier than the one we recorded on Monday. <laughs> when we recorded on Monday, we were in, we were out, yep. we were sharp. This one's going to be off the rails, I think. Well, I had this week has been so long. By Tuesday evening, I had forgotten that we had a recorded Monday and B were putting out an episode. I was like, oh I, yeah, we're just waiting till Friday. So imagine my surprise <laughs> when I got the notification from my own subscription of the episode that I recorded the night before. <laughs> totally didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is four days after that. <laughs> it's been one, Somehow. It's been one hell of a week. So uh, we look forward to talking to you guys. Real quick, before we jump into anything, though, um, we just have to acknowledge the fact that we recorded, and I said, we're at 199. Just somebody please just put us over the hump on Facebook likes to 200. Well, y'all responded in a big way. Like, overnight, we were up to 215. We cannot thank you guys enough for the support. That's so cool for us. Uh, special shout out to like number 200, Evan Olson. Thank you, sir, for putting us over the hump. That's awesome. Um, just, I don't think we've had that many likes in such a condensed period since like we invited our family and friends yeah. back like in 2018 when yeah, we first storm. started doing this. It was crazy. Anything to add, anybody? I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know it was, it was feedback time. Yeah, I mean, it's. I didn't think it would happen. <laughs> I mean, like we were stuck at one ninety nine for a while. Yeah, and it kind of felt like one of those things where somehow we might like just then start losing, and you know, it would never <laughs> you wake happen. up one morning and it's down to one ninety seven. Yeah, oh, shit. shit. I'd be yeah, heartbroken. It's, I really would. No, peaked at one ninety nine, and that's as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> Sometimes no. it feels like that. But no. We're over the 200 mark, well over the 200 mark, and we're on our way. That's awesome. Uh, what's on the agenda tonight? We don't know. We all know, we all know <laughs> one third of what's on the agenda yes, tonight. We all, yeah. know, we all know one third. So this is going to be, we're bringing back the uh, show and tell format where we each bring one topic for the group to discuss for whatever, 15, 20-ish minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll get moving on that. But first, does anybody have any pace laps? I do. Tristan has one. I do. Um, 
it was it's, it's actually a neat car news pace lap perfect um i was driving home from work the other day and what to my wondering eye should appear but an actual honest to goodness opal cadet nice an oliver yes if any of you did are you fans, yell i really thought about shouting oliver at the top of my lungs but i didn't you should have but totally i should have you ruined the know. moment yeah um, Lean into the microphone and shout Oliver right now. Oliver! Thank you. Yes, <laughs> like that. Um, anybody who's a Top Gear Grand Tour fan, etc., that is one of the cars that Richard Hammond brought back from Africa um, and actually saw one on the right. And there was like a like a big decal in the back that said Cadet. And like really? he had like a bunch of swag on it. Huh. I was like, huh. Was it that, that yellow out. color? It was not. It was like kind of a gray, like dark silver hmm. gray metallic. Yeah. Hmm. So. I wonder if he owned that before, you know, it was like, a, <laughs> yeah, or if it, or if it was like Top Gear inspired. We'll have to find him. I should have chased him down and asked him. It wouldn't take it, it, him. I was going to say, it wouldn't take it much to chase him down. Yeah, it's second gear. <laughs> I think in the second. I, I passed him at a significant rate of speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Andrew, you got anything? I've got a couple if no one else has anything. I have something that's kind of interesting. Um, so Ford announced their Xfinity car for next year. And it is going to be the Mustang. Well, it has been the Mustang for like seven they years. They have their new one and it actually yeah. looks good. Like yeah, It doesn't it, look like crap. It looks like a Mustang this time. Yeah, it actually, it looks pretty good. I mean, I guess I almost thought that, I mean, I don't know if they could do this legally, I guess, but if anyone was going to break the mold and somehow shoehorn an suv into nascar it'd be ford with the um <laughs> uh edge st yes with the edge st also xfinity hatchbacks i thought it might somehow be possible i don't even know how it would be i wonder it wouldn't fit the syllable well, i guess neither does a supra neither does the supra or the camaro or anything yeah not anymore who's going to be the first if it's not ford to put an suv in xfinity in nascar well it'd probably be go in the truck series before anything else Mm, would it though because depending on which suv they use if it's a smaller one or a crossover maybe xfinity but if it's like a full-size suv like an explorer or something that would probably go in the trucks hmm. but they're not gonna t- <laughs> but ford isn't gonna take away the f-150 well, exactly truck. the truck series with a ford expedition <laughs> see that's why i think that if i feel like someone's gonna do it eventually even if it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't but and i think it is going to go to Probably Xfinity and not obviously the Sprint Cup or not Sprint Cup, Jesus, Monster Energy. But I Day think day. they would leave. They're going to leave the trucks where they are just because that's. I, I don't know. Do people who like trucks also like NASCAR truck racing? I would tend to think so. I don't know. Either way, that just seems like immovable, you know, because of the, the marketplace cachet that trucks have. I mean, you can't sub out even doesn't dodge still racing trucks Mm-mm. there was that one like pirate radio dodge truck for a ah, while that yes. like didn't have any manufacturer support and making their own parts for all i know it was just there's like one and they continually finished in like the last four spots <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah because when dodge pulled out and all the dodge teams sold their equipment they just bought the stuff for pennies on a dollar and it was completely independent yep. yeah they just showed up no, no Dodge. Would you really think that NASCAR would let that happen at some point? I have no idea. They let the Supra happen. 
That's true. And I haven't seen the NASCAR silhouette of that Mustang yet, but I wonder how much crossbreeding there is between that and the Aussie V8 supercar that was moving to Mustang this year. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. They were the Falcon for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know. That's a good question. Looks though. like the about the first three quarters would be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes yep. sense, actually. I never yep. thought about that. Is that could is that something they could possibly do with homologation rules, Nick? Like use part of the. At least maybe. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the what the rules are for V8 supercar as far as the greenhouse and how big and what the dimensions need to be. Yeah. But I mean. I'm sure in some sort of manufacturing, if at any point you can figure out a way to scale like that and, yeah. and reuse parts, they're gonna. So sure. um, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if it was true, but I, I don't know enough about the supercar series to to tell you one way or another. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I, I Someone's going to try it, I do think, with the SUV. Maybe it'll be, uh, maybe it'll be Toyota. Maybe they'll bring the RAV4. Hmm. That would be interesting. Highlander. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyways, what if they start a new the NASCAR SUV series? God, can we really be that far away? Honestly, what if they get rid of truck and go to SUV? The future is now. <laughs> Man. We called it. Would you watch that? Out of curiosity, I would watch one probably in the a first bit, season. Actually, might it not be more interesting than truck? Truck is kind of boring. Well, the way they regulate aero on everything, like I, I would imagine, is going to be the same thing. Fair enough. You know what I mean? You would watch it just to see, oh, look at that. It's an SUV gallivanting around a mile and a half high bank track. Like <laughs> It would look kind of funny. It would look kind of goofy, and then that that would kind of wear off, I would think, after yeah. a race or two. I suppose. Anyways. Anywho's, I've, uh, which one do I want to talk about here? Mm, you said uh, you had a couple. I had a couple. Um, did you guys see that Acura announced they're bringing back the Type S? Yes, it did. Have you seen the first concept of it? Also, yes. It looks like Acura just made a Camaro. <laughs> kind of. Kind like at of. first, I, 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 it caught me off guard at first because it doesn't look like modern Acura. I was like, ooh, and then I looked at it for another couple of seconds. I'm like, oh, they just took the Chevy badge off a of Camaro. So I saw the concept art for the Type S, but before that, um. I saw a bunch of leak photos mm-hmm. for whatever that will be, some sort of Type S or S-badged Acura uh, that was riding on a Honda Accord mule, I think it was. Uh, a bunch of people were talking about it. Anyway, all-wheel drive, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just suddenly at this point with Acura where, you know, my, in my opinion, they make probably the best-looking cars on the road right now. I mean, across their whole line, everything's really cool. You get in them and everything's really terrible. it's just like it's just like a honda and i just want i'm gonna have to make it a point to go drive maybe the ilx or something because i really like the looks of those cars but i feel like there's nothing behind it no it's all it's like a movie set it's all the stuff you can see from the outside i'm pretty sure that was my comment on it which part makes it fun to drive (laughs) and it's just like mm, i I can't buy it yet i I want to like the type s and i want to be more interested but i just Yeah, not yet. I think it looks like the RCF. Really? The The Lexus? Yeah. Hmm. There's a bit of that about it. I will definitely say that. That's what it struck me as right away. Even though you'd said Camaro, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the Lexus to me. 
I think that makes more sense. Well, that could just all be overall. Maybe they all just look like each other. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, most modern cars follow the same silhouette anyway, if they're in the same class. So yeah. Um, I've got one more real quick, unless you guys want to jump into this. No, no. Did you guys hear how much Nissan is going to charge for the 2020 GTR Nismo? Um, remind me. (laughs) So this isn't, G- just the run-of-the-mill standard GTR. Right. This is the GTR Nismo. 212435 dollars. I need to make money somehow. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sell a couple of those and yeah, then 98% loss last month will go, <laughs> go away, right? Yeah, right. Just wipe it right out. <laughs> like, I understand that's their Halo car. And... I'm not so ashamed to be one that really likes it. Still? But exactly. The platform's a decade old at this point. Yeah. yeah I was with trying to very, look there's a couple of minor facelifts and tweaks to it, but it's, it's not a $212,000 car, even with the Nismo package on it. I just, tr- I just Googled GTR first year, and it came up 1969. I didn't even question it. That seems about right. Yeah. It's been around my whole life at this point. <laughs> Well, plenty. I'm just talking this current platform is yeah. 10 years old. Well, at least. So, 1969, remember. <laughs> Which, that brings into, I think, a, brings up something that was finally released for the the VET, the new VET. It's like 60 to 90 is like the entire range, 60 to 80. Yep. Something like that. It's like it tops out at less than like... Just or just about a third of that Nismo GTR. Well, until they bring out, I mean, they're going to bring out some super the ZR ones, right? I mean, I know, but still. Kind of but your basic Corvette with all the packages, you check every box, check every box yeah. on that list, and you're going to pay a th- yeah, just over a, a third, third of what you would pay yeah. for a GTR Nismo. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a better car outside of the acceleration. Ooh, wow, outside of the acceleration. Well, yeah, I mean, you're always going to get that outside of the GTR. launch. The GTR always like that's what it makes its bones on is the is the zero to sixty in the launch. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think around a track, my guess would be that new Corvette would put up a fight. That's going to be interesting to see limitations uh, of front front drive. Exactly. Well, the <laughs> front the engine, G, yeah, GTR engine is all actually drive. all wheel drive. Yeah. yeah, it is all wheel. So, to be determined with the Corvette, though. Um, should we, should we hop into this? Yeah. Who wants to go first on the show and tell? Kristen does. Okay. Tristan, <laughs> I don't what care. What did you bring for the I class? I do want to go first. Um, <laughs> really? No, I'm kidding. That was, I just said a contradiction to make a joke. I said, I don't care, but I want to go first. I, I don't. Um, so mainly today I brought, <laughs> he's looking at me like some kind of <laughs> owl over there. Um, <laughs> Who am I trying to thought? Anyway, um, I brought something that I think will help all of us engage in a session of Tristan's Deep Thoughts TM. Oh, oh they're back. Look out, folks. <laughs> Should we just cut them off now and make them go last? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what did you bring? <laughs> i just go home at that point. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Unplug the computer. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so... There's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> My thing that I've been sitting here wondering as I'm reading car news, I'm perusing the internets, and the entire world knows absolutely 
100% for a fact that electric cars are the greatest thing ever and the future. <laughs> totally. That's yeah. why we're so in um, on sure. Tesla. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So the question is, though, if that's the truth, why have I not seen a single advertisement for an electric car? Um, now, is it like they don't want to push them because the margins are bad? Even the car companies don't believe in them. Where, where is that coming from? Well, VW just did that ad. I posted it on the Facebook page with the electric bus. That's true. And the I have ID seen buzz. The, well, there was a Super Bowl commercial, uh, commercial for the Audi. I must have missed that one. The e-tron. Yes, the, the e-tron. That was actually one of the better commercials, too. Yeah, and what was it overall just a terrible year for the Super Bowl? <laughs> it was horrible. Everything yeah, the, about it was the, bad. The, the bar was low. Yeah. <laughs> but so I've but seen hey, that. Okay, there's that uh, VW group. Let's just count that yeah. as one commercial. Yeah. Um, my my case study as I was going through this, I was actually looking for stuff. Is the the Chevy Spark, you which the bolt? Uh, sorry, uh, Bolt, not Bolt. The, uh, bolt. Yeah, the the Bolt, um, the fully electric version of the Volt, more or less. Oh um, yeah. Where it's not the gas hybrid, um, because that, by all accounts, is actually a pretty well built object. It gets fantastic reviews from the people who give rave reviews to teslas they're like actually the interior is put together better like it's an overall better car it had more range than the model 3 in its release and charged faster again before any updates to it they're like this is you know if you're just a consumer buying electric car this is the one to buy i haven't seen a billboard a tv commercial not even like with their other cars Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you get those multi-car mix-up commercials. I was gonna say the, no, the family nowhere. shots. Yeah, no count. If if because I'm I'm sure. Well, wait. I was gonna say Toyota, but I don't think so. Is Hyundai might have might have put the fully electronic Ionic. The Ionic in there, um, maybe, but I don't. Doesn't I don't stick think so. out. Really and, and it certainly isn't. Even if it's in that family shot, it's not the emphasis. Like, hey. Not. You should buy this because they're so great. Why? Well, I, I'm wondering if it's market focus. Like, if we watched a bunch of TV in Calabasas, <laughs> would we would we see? True, could be. I I really don't know the answer to that because I don't think these companies are shooting multiple commercials. They may shoot, like you said, a different organization. You know, create a digital a digital organization of cars that puts the electric. More in the front. Right. But I don't think they'd go any further than that. Yeah. So it's just a weird thing that I, I noticed because, like, you read, you know, you know, auto news, auto blog, you know, all these kind of news aggregators for automotive news. And two thirds of the stuff on there is about how electric cars are the wave of the future. And you see it in more common Silicon Valley stuff, The Verge, et cetera. It's like everywhere. Well, maybe that's why you don't see ads out there, because if you've got all these news aggregators, all these bloggers, all the social media, all this other stuff, that's the grassroots side of it. That's all technically free. It's technically free. And it's advertising, and it gets in front of a huge audience, so why would you spend quarter million dollars on a 45-second ad, which when for free, you can probably get a wider reach? Here's why. Who are you advertising to? All those things that I mentioned are 
tech people and car people who are already paying attention to this anyway. Yes. If you want your mom to buy one, she's never going to see it there. I mean, that's not who they want to buy. If you're making the Bolt and the Model 3, that's exactly who they, they want it to be the car for everybody. Like, everybody should be buying this electric car. Look at how inexpensive and great it is. When they, when they talk about it. And then, <laughs> yeah, they, and, then they, and then they don't advertise it to anybody. Because that's not what they want you to buy. I mean, I think even to some extent... That was my hunch. Well, I think, I think even to some extent, Hyundai doesn't want people to buy the uh, Ionic Electric, necessarily. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a reason I, for, I, like, Hyundai. I have a reason for Tesla. Obviously, they don't want people to buy their cheap cars because they can't make them. Right. They don't really want anybody to buy their cars. They want people to think they should and invest in the company. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's, there's a couple, a couple other things just popped in my head. Either kind of piggybacking off of what Andrew just said, like, they don't necessarily want you to buy the electric car. They just want to use that to try to position the company as, like, a technology leader in general. And calculating fleet mileage. Almost. <laughs> yes. So almost like a working concept or a sellable concept. Like, hey, this is what we're capable of. Um, also, if they, I'm guessing they ran some analytics and some numbers somewhere. And what if the demand created from mainstream advertising is going to outdo would outdo what they're able to supply and even like charging networks and all that kind of stuff. Like what we project people would buy, what the sales bump based on this advertising would be is something that the either we as a company or the infrastructure out there can't fulfill. Well, VW group's not worried about that. The, with, <laughs> I mean, they sold allegedly 10,000 IDs. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it was the concrete sold a thousand and no, I think it was 10,000. Yeah. I thought they were, all solid pre-orders. Yeah, they solid pre-ordered 10,000, and they already have a three-month delay on the electric cars they make now, including hybrids. Uh, it hasn't stopped them. Hmm. They're still going to advertise it and sell it, even though there's a backlog. And they wouldn't be worried about their charging network, because that's what they're using their penalty money to, to spend. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. I, I really don't know. I, but this does make me wonder, I don't know the answer to this, is there an all-electric Prius? There must be, right? There, I thought there was. Does anyone know the answer to that question without looking it up? No. No. Advertising. See? <laughs> <laughs> the power of advertising. Who would know if you don't advertise it? I Listeners, if you say, know. Wait, I'm going to say that there is not a fully electric Prius. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. And now I'm going to look it up. Oh, uh, we should have a little... <laughs> Um, hold please because there's 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 a fully electric honda one right oh shit is there a fully electric honda car there's the hydrogen powered one yep no about as far as they get is a plug-in hybrid ah okay all right see no fully electric that is bizarre you think they would have caught up to that by now yeah hmm interesting i i i don't know i i mean I definitely think it's a question of market because you have to be so you'd have to be super targeted in terms of where you market. I would bet somewhere between the cities of New York, L.A. and maybe Chicago, there's going to be at least a handful of billboards for the I-3. 
San Francisco. Maybe. San Fran, yeah. Uh, any of those bigger cities. I, at least BMW would have to get in there. We know Probably. Audi is actually advertising. Yes. And, that, well, that kind of makes me think that BMW would do it too. And who else? Definitely not Tesla. Definitely not. Mm-mm. They got Twitter fingers over there, so. Twitter fingers. <laughs> Mr. Twitter fingers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so they, they really They've got enough need, issues to not have to worry about. Well, they really don't. Just right don't now. need advertising. Anyone who they don't want advertising. It's so gauche. It's so gauche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Who else really makes electric cars? There's the Kia Soul EV, which I haven't seen advertised anywhere. I don't think. No, mm-hmm. and not here. But we've got the Kona EV. Yes, which. Should come here eventually. I believe it is. I think it's at least announced for launch in the it, country. It, it, just it not is. Here, here. It's yeah, that's right. It's like only in California, I think. Right, something like that. Yeah, in California, New York, I think. Um, but what if, what if the reason that they don't advertise is because the production numbers are low enough that they don't need to? They just Meaning, sell them all anyway. Well, that and also they're they've become dependent on reviews to sell the cars for them so everyone (laughs) makes an ev of some kind very low production and does one thing about it correctly that's different from everyone else so bmw i3 is you know like the most city car-ish of them all it's the smallest but still has some hyundai onig is the most just a car one also the cheapest yes and uh what other ones are <laughs> i already forgot all the electric cars that haven't been killed off uh I, the you know bolt? is the they still make the bolt i thought they did huh yeah i'll be damned um, see if they would advertise we'd know the tay can the tay can is that how you pronounce it <laughs> i don't know i didn't watch that video i didn't watch the video either <laughs> allergy eyes car yeah <laughs> they're not gonna advertise porsche won't advertise but i mean just you know what if everyone's just kind of depending on consumer reports or whoever to sell the car for them because people who really like electric cars basically just spend 85 percent of their time only doing stuff that involves electric cars <laughs> reading reviews buying electric cars charging electric cars yep selling electric cars <laughs> reading Discussing. reviews of electric cars while they're charging their electric car yeah seeing how many uh Different combinations of LOL gas uh, plates are available in their state. True. Or oil. <laughs> Super important. Yeah, gotta, gotta have oil in there. If you can't have gas, then yep. oil. Hmm. It's an Zap. interesting... That's an <laughs> <laughs> Seeing if that's available. That's an interesting question. Something that had been... I didn't know it, but I finally, like... It, it finally burst on the scene earlier in the week when we were discussing what we were going to do. Like what we're going to talk about. It's like, this has been bothering me, and I didn't realize it had been bothering me. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever really noticed until you just asked that question. You it, caught me off guard. I think I, I think I spent enough time in the, the tech space reading stuff. That's like, there's a b- bunch of EV stuff on tech blogs and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that I see a ton of it, and it's everywhere, and it's the golden child that will save the car industry and the world. And yet the car industry is totally, mostly silent on it. And that's, that disparity kind of struck me. Well, it could also be an issue of following leaders where, you know, the, the outside vision and maybe the numeric fact is that Tesla is the market leader in electric cars, right? But mm-hmm. as we've talked about here before, they're less a car company 
as opposed to a tech company that sells cars. Yes. And when you think about like graphics cards, last time you saw when's the last time you saw a graphics card advertisement? In very particular places all the time, otherwise not at all. Right. But <laughs> like a like a cable TV uh advertisement for the uh new series of Ryzen Ryzen processors. Nowhere. Not happening. No. But again, that's an example where the review sells the product. True, but making the famous comparison, when was the last time you saw an Apple commercial? All the time. Yes. So that's kind of the comparison people love to draw is the Tesla Apple comparison. Are people still doing that? Yes. Why? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> seriously, know. why though? No, that's 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 a legitimate question. <laughs> Expensive does things that have quotes design unquote i don't know and widgets so many buttons i suppose but not as many as the ca not as many as the ca that's for damn sure (laughs) i don't know i i really don't know because that almost seems like the wrong comparison i've always thought so i yeah i definitely don't think tesla and apple who do i think tesla and not microsoft definitely not that I feel like maybe like Tesla and Circuit City or something. (laughs) (laughs) A defunct store. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I can't think of a tech company comparison. The problem is all the electric car companies compare best to each other. Yeah, (laughs) that is kind of embarrassing. Okay, so what if it's a question of uh, product kind? So if it's not... And not specifically because it's an electric car. What if it's because it's a car that is electric? What if Rivian comes in and starts advertising aggressively on TV and places like this? What if they buy an ad during football season for their electric truck? Truck. Wouldn't that be the move? You'd think so. You would think that would be the move. Because that's kind of a newish space, right? Yeah. And I can't imagine more trucks are sold anywhere than, you know, on Sunday football. On football, yeah. Because you get Ford commercial, Chevy commercial, beer commercial, Dodge, Dodge commercial, commercial, Ford commercial, and then you're back. Buffalo Wait. Wild Wings commercial. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> so old, rare. old Spice. Gotta have Old Spice. And then you're back, then in, the you're back in the game. Then you're back from the timeout. With the uh, with, uh, <laughs> lead usually being uh, Bill Ford Tough. Yes, Gotta totally. back on that. It's yeah. classic. Totally. But are there... Now, there, that's another demographic question, though. Like, how many people watching a football game on a Sunday mm-hmm. are going to be buying electric cars well ford just did that little mini movie with their electric f-150 that towed like a million f-150s oh shit that's gonna be your test yes that towed uh, towed a million some zillion pounds pounds. a million nautical pounds nautical pounds (laughs) something (laughs) (laughs) maritime pounds whatever it was i i don't know how many knots did they tow it to exactly But they, so they did all that. So apparently that means the all electric F-150 must be ready. Impending. Production ready. And torquey, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much about that. I just saw a lot of people wearing safety vests and hard hats. I didn't have the sound on and was not going to turn it on. much like the Tundra towing the space Space shuttle. Ah, I remember that. Fast cuts looking at hitches. Indeed. <laughs> Look at the cable. It's tensing. Yes. Anyways. So I guess that is going to become the question. Do these manufacturers, new manufacturers, inhabit 
the space of traditional car advertisement or does that do they just leave that completely because you know ford is going to have to advertise at f-150 and they have all of the marketing (laughs) time in the world to do it that's true (laughs) in the primest spots in for their demo they have to do it they can't not do it right yeah and they're probably gonna do some condensed version of that like here's a towing six killer whales (laughs) not <laughs> very many killer whales really. i know but <laughs> at 95 miles an hour oh, wow. oh now we're talking 95 mile an hour killer whales on Ford, land. you can hire and, me right now and here comes Peter. <laughs> don't worry these are carved they're not real oh. but they are carved out of ivory oh <laughs> a lot of ivory i don't know but you'd think they'd have to do something right yeah because if they do believe, like you said, Tristan, that this is any sort of... And everyone does. I, t- I will tell you this. <laughs> if they truly do, this has to be the test. The final test, right? This has to be a yes or no uh, indication of whether or not manufacturers believe what they're selling us. Or maybe, or maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, but you still might be right. Yeah. Uh, not mutually exclusive. Yeah. One, they can both exist at the same time. Um, yeah, damn. I'm trying to think of another angle to to think about to, to approach this from. I, I don't. That all seems too easy. That seems too surface mm-hmm. obvious. I don't know. I'm also open to this being something we find out. We find out that because you know they they're not all actually that fired up about it. Like in ten in ten years, EVs are gone and something else has taken over. They just didn't feel like investing or whatever. I'm sure we'll find the answer. Just wondering if anybody had any thoughts. Right. So, I mean, we have thoughts, but nothing helpful. <laughs> Fun discussion, though. Fun thought exercise. Um, do you want to wrap that exercise up and move on to the next one? Then, I'm, yeah, I'm good to wrap up. Um, car pun coming. Let's oh. shift gears. Ugh. Andrew, you want to go or you want me to take the next one? Sure, I can. All right. I honestly didn't have anything until we were eating dinner. Okay. <laughs> Does that make you feel good about this? Eleventh and a half hour. <laughs> yes. We're not pros. I mean, there are just a couple things that I think are interesting going on. And like we talked about after the show la- or last week, <laughs> a few days ago, I thought there might be something interesting in talking a little bit more about the Supra, which we can still do if you're into it. It's just kind of like now I feel like they're beating the dead horse that I wanted to beat. And now it's just like horse jelly. They're beating your dead horse and you're sad about it. Yes, I am. I no. I will. I will not say that. I will not say that I wanted to beat that dead horse. But he does. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what we were talking about after the show is uh, the allotment of I, I mentioned to Toyota UK Twitter account that they were like, oh, we sold all 300 of our Supras. And I was like, that's not a stat. That's not that's, impressive. That's, uh, and then uh, it turns out that, well, Trish and I were talking that we thought the new BMW Z4 would beat that in a half month because they, you know, it released midway through july yes but they've been taking pre-orders and not only had they outsold that in that half month they'd also sold about three thousand more <laughs> so the bmw z4 which wasn't out is just slaughtering the supra and none of that touches the boxster none of that touches the cayman 
I just don't understand what Toyota's trying to do with the Supra when they're just doing super low production numbers and then promising like every year we'll do special editions. It'll get more power. Who is this for? Other than automotive journalists, who is this car for? Normally when you think of the, the original Supra, it was like this, you know, even in stock form, it was this like kind of, you know, superhero for everybody like yeah, it was a gem yeah you could just go buy one and now it's like in all of the uk 300 why i really don't know especially if they want to if they wanted to bring it back as something like it was before it seems like what they did is they looked at the brz and went oh that probably worked they're like oh this is this is bigger just a bigger one of those that'll work and you say it's for automotive journalists but if you look up like a lot of the reviews the journalists are just saying it's a bmw yeah it it drives it looks it feels the interior the steering wheel is a bmw steering wheel they just put a, a toyota logo in the middle like not really a toyota either like at least the original supra was a toyota right so right. I, I think the people who buy cars like the Supra are in tune to that kind of stuff. They're drivers. Like th- this is a car that appeals to car culture people, the audience that we hope is listening to a podcast like this, who I think can see through that stuff. Like if I wanted a Supra, I want to buy a Supra. If I want this car, I'll just buy a BMW because that's what it is. And I can get one just by asking for one. Yeah. Yeah. And not <laughs> have it be sold out after 200 or 300 units. Yeah. Oh, well, that, well, yeah, that was the second part of it. Okay. So the way we're generously interpreting the math that we saw online was that the total production for the entirety of the EU plus the UK is 1,200 units, although it could be 300 in the UK and 600 for the rest of continental Europe. We're assuming they're at least making a run of 1,200 of these. That seems like a decent production number. But even still, that's pathetic. And I I don't really know what I was expecting, but not this. And it just seems like, like uh, like I said, it seems like Toyota looked at the BRZ and and said to themselves that that, that it probably worked. But it didn't. What's funny is that they looked at the BRZ situation in general, and said, we want to do the opposite this time. That was the outward... Maybe they thought it didn't work, because they, like, when they hammered out their deal with Subaru, it's like, okay, we'll let you build the engine and a few of the body panels, and we're going to do everything else, so we're going to get to sell the lion's share of these as the FRS, GT86, etc. You can sell, like, a hundred BRZs per thousand Toyota products. Is that what it was? That's just or you know, a, a guess, but yeah, they actually had it in the contract that hmm. only so many of them could be Subaru badged. Interesting. And look who's still selling them. Yeah, Subaru. <laughs> like, and you also know, Toyota allegedly. Yeah, but I, they're all Subarus. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, and it's just it seems weird that like this time around they're like, we want it to be the other way. We want to produce very few of them, but maybe they saw that it worked, like creating this like. Even though people who are paying a lot of attention or even some attention might know, hey, really, you can just go buy a Z4 and you can get one of these. Mm -hmm. The people who want a Toyota Supra want a Toyota Supra, even if it's, you know, even if it is, you know, 
based on BMW stuff. So keeping that exclusivity might keep people interested longer like it has for the BRZ. You could be right. Maybe. It you was, you, you know, could definitely be right. Maybe they're hoping to create like some sort of secondary demand. So like, they hope the reviews are good. People can see a few of them out in the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can go get one. Oh, I can go get And then like, they wait for that kind of bubble and then they release like a second wave of a larger number. Right. I, I'm it's sure almost, that's It's almost like they're seeding them. I'm sure that's what they're planning on doing. That was the R8. Year one of the R8 was like 400 cars or something. Like yeah. Super small. But wasn't that also a half year? Yeah. I guess this I guess this technically is two in in some ways it's a half year quote unquote. I don't know. Did Toyota forget how to make a good car? <laughs> well, it's that, funny. I mean that you mentioned that because of us we were like discussing last week like oh the Camry, the Corolla, like the new ones are actually kind of nice. They look good. But yeah, they look good. Like I feel like their normal cars have gotten better and their quote unquote interesting cars have gotten worse. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was just going to look up here. I was reading something about the, um, well, I mean, people forget, I think because it, they've been so dormant and dead to the world for the rest, you know, for, for the longest time, Toyota actually does have an in-house performance division that they let do things in America on rare occasions with TRD. Yes. Yes. They, they used to have aftermarket parts. They used to have race cars. They used to have that cool. Well, they still stuff. have the race cars. TRD is in charge of like the entire NASCAR program. Yeah, but it's not road cars. Yeah, but you know my opinions on yeah NASCAR as it you know relates to road cars. I'm just I I wanted to read some of these TRD Avalon highlights. So this is the first one. The first they really want to get this out here. Track tune shocks combined with thicker underbody bracing to increase torsional rigidity for enhanced cornering, steering response, and straight line performance. They even give you the numbers. 44% stiffer in the front, 67% stiffer in the rear. Mm. That now that when you're talking about performance cars, you want to know about underbracing first. Not power. You want to know how stiff it is in the rear? You want to see, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here really trying not to make that joke. <laughs> but wait, you didn't hear about the second most important thing. Inside, red accents on the stitching seatbelts and TRD embroidered headrests remind every passenger what's in store for the drive. The same amount of power as the stock one. Stiffness in the rear. <laughs> stiffness in the rear. Uh, then we have matte black 19 inch alloy wheels. Anyone interested? No, those stay matte black for about four weeks. Well, let me ask you about this one. How about purposeful stance? (laughs) Stance nation, bruh. How about unique coil springs lower each vehicle by 0.6 inches? C.1. How are they (laughs) unique? Also, are they like bespoke for each car? No, I really don't know. No, I don't think so. So long story short, I don't think this car has any more power. I I know. (laughs) And I don't think it has a sporty uh, transmission. Nope. And I don't think it has cool aftermarket parts or a variable exhaust or or turbos or supers or anything. None of that. Nope. Nope. I think this is a paint code Mm -hmm. (laughs) and some stitching. Yep. Don't forget. They're not going to bracing. What's that? 
Don't forget the bracing. The under bracing and, oh, the sti- yeah, that's, and being mm-hmm. stiff in the rear. Yep. So uh, they're also doing that same shit to the Camry. Well, they're not going to, they, they can't advertise it if they're not winning, right? So if, you, if you're not going to have the most power or anything like that or any of that, why, you can't claim it. Bullshit. Bullshit, I say unto you. Because if you look at, and, and maybe this isn't the popular thing to do, but that is how Hyundai brought a car out that every single person who's driven it loves with the N. It's not the most powerful. It's not the fastest. It doesn't have the fastest Nuremberg time, but it's an amazing vehicle that sells when they show up on lots. I mean, again, Hyundai, different. They do small production numbers, but right. they sell out of what they make. I mean, and how did they advertise it? Almost not at all. I saw two of them, by the way, side note. Really? Two of them on the lot at the Hyundai dealer in Madison. Mm-hmm. Nose to nose, <laughs> red and blue. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Nice. But I, I've never seen a, you know, a TV advertisement for it. The N. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. I, mean, I think they're selling it through racing. I mean, they racing is basically it. And word of mouth. Based, racing so. and word of mouth. But it's just, okay. But so, there's actual, like, increased performance figures over their regular. Right. Yeah, massively. Which is, which is what you should do. Oh, are you <laughs> saying over their, the, you're saying over the other trim line models. Right, not, right, right, I thought right. you are talking about other cars in the class. No, 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 no. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, no, then you're definitely right. If Yeah, if your uh, TRD Avalon has the same 200 and... What do we think? I don't know. As the rolling couch Avalon? Yeah. Well, wait, because the Camry had 300, right? The, t- the top line Camry had 300? Maybe it's 300. I don't pay that much attention to Toyota stuff. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is facts only. Well, All facts. I mean, let's call it 320. Okay. Let, let's just say that. Uh, For sake yeah, of argument. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, they also didn't do like all-wheel driving or anything. Uh, but what if they had? What if they'd done an all-wheel drive TRD Avalon with 350 horsepower? There you go. And uh, maybe something as sinful as a double-clutch gearbox? <laughs> then they wouldn't have to advertise the undercarriage. A purposeful stance? And a stiff rear. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a bummer, but I, I say that, and uh, I, I, I had a, well, I got a PlayStation Classic like Ooh, a week ago. Okay. And, you know, immediately hacked it and put Gran Turismo on it. Of course you did. <laughs> and uh, it made me think, actually, it's just making me think this right now. What am I yearning for? My entire life, Toyota has not produced cars in America that were worthy of the kind of devotion I have to the brand. You know what I mean? They make good cars, and we know that they have made amazing cars that do performance, Mm -hmm. but realistically, I was never going to own a Supra. I was never going to drive, you know, the, what is that, the Mark IV, Mark III? Yeah. I think it's Mark IV. Yeah. Yep. I was never going to own one of those cars, so what exactly am I beholden to with Toyota? Why do I give a shit? Memories. But they're you're not e- really you're eating the member berries. They're not really even my memories. That's the thing. They're, they're, my memories are of Need for Speed Underground yes. and Gran Turismo. They're not of the actual car. <laughs> it's just so bizarre, and it's, I'm just having this realization as like as he sits here, I can watch it on yeah, his face. <laughs> they never they never cared about me. 
(laughs) Screw you, Toyota. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) How dare you destroy me like this? It's funny because really, folks, he's sitting here destroying himself. This is water. I'm not talking about what you're drinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how your brain is working right now. You're spiraling, Andrew. Yeah. Pull out of it. <laughs> I just I just want I just want to like something that Toyota makes. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna leave it at something. something. That would be <laughs> no. I just want to like something that they make and have that be more than imaginary. Have it be more than a copy of a copy. That's fair. I mean, that's why I'm like, I just don't pay that much attention to Toyota because I was, my video games were post that generation. But don't you wish you could pay attention to them? Not really. No. Don't, don't care. Really? <sighs> I mean, give us something to pay attention to. And then I will. I didn't pay attention to Hyundai either until they gave me something to pay attention to. That's fair. Do it. That's <laughs> not that... It's apparently not that hard because most car companies give have something that I can look at and be like, that's interesting. I want one of those. Even if I don't end up buying it, there's options out there that interest me from, from nearly every car maker. Yeah, you would at least like test drive it. Yeah. Yeah. Not Toyota. Nope. Mm-mm. I was trying to figure out the, the word I'm looking for. Um, it means... Uh, a copy of a copy that doesn't have an original. I'm trying to. I can't. I can't. Simulacra. Simulacra. Yeah, simulacra. Yeah. That's really what we're dealing with here, specifically with TRD, because I mean there is an original, but it's so far gone in a way, especially from this place. That why? Yeah. Why, why should I care? A long time ago, in a Japan far, far away. And the thing <laughs> is, to bring it all the way back around to the beginning, you know that the first thing Toyota is going to do with the Supra, is release a TRD Supra. That probably won't have any more power either. <laughs> and what if it doesn't? What if... I think Gazoo Racing, their European performance arm, is working on the GT4 car, right? Uh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, on the, actual, on the actual race car. I mean, that kind of leads a little more credence to the fact that if they do do a special edition, like performance edition or whatever, it probably would be TRD, especially in America. And what... What if it's just like a 10 horse bump? <laughs> you know, if any at all, what if that's just what it is? That would almost be more disappointing. That would that'd be like, really. Like, it's like you thought be... about it and couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really pissed me off because that's like I could go to an advanced auto parts, buy a Canon air filter and do that. <laughs> what if it's what if they bring it up to 335 horsepower from 330? Oh, but but riot. No, listen, <laughs> riot. <laughs> you also will get a purposeful stance. And what, a if stiff I, rear. what if I said you could have purposeful stance and five more horsepower? Would you be interested? Sometimes a stiff rear gives you a purposeful stance. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> got us out of that one real quick. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's the end of a long week, folks. <laughs> um, all right. What do I want to talk about? I'm just going to ask you guys a question. Don't ask us what you want to talk about. I don't <laughs> <Yes>. know. <laughs> no, no. I'm going, to, I'm going to start this off with a question. Why can nobody make a good driving slash racing movie? Outside of one, Rush was amazing. 
Yes, it was. Rush was awesome. Good on you, Ron Howard. But all these other movies, Fast and the Furious, go to hell. Death Race, what is that? I will that? fight you. D- Days of Thunder, <laughs> I watch it more for comical relief. Uh, Driven, ugh. <laughs> we, I, should, we should live stream a viewing party of that or something. Of we Driven? Should, yes. <laughs> Just make fun of it? It's the best. <laughs> it, I might not survive. I've thought about... I've thought about that movie since we accidentally talked about it. And you mentioned like the <laughs> dimes. Yeah, where he flicks the dimes yes. out to test his driving line. Yes. And his reflexes. There is no flaw. Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, I failed to mention the, where they, two drivers got into an argument at a sponsor event. And then they hop in the two show cars, rip them out of the convention center and are going like 200 miles an hour racing each other down the highway and yelling at one another in through the open cockpits because, of course, they're not wearing their helmets. It is a perfect movie. We oh, definitely my God. <laughs> it. <laughs> it is a perfect movie. We're going to do something with this. You shouldn't have brought it up. Damn it. <laughs> but, I mean, just go down the list. Like, Gone in 60 Seconds, okay. I guess you can say Cars was fine, but it's like a kid's movie. <laughs> Wait, what? This it's a kid's is, movie. This list is wild. It is. Lamar, <laughs> um, the Steve McQueen movie, I hear is good. I haven't seen it. Same as um, Grand Prix it's with James Garner. Very much just a documentary. Is it? Like, yeah. Like, it was, it was filmed. It was. Talladega Nights was funny, but it's not really about. I mean, yeah, you it was, need to focus your list. It was filmed during the race and has some fictional elements. But like, but like the stuff that when, when Steve McQueen was racing, that counted as racing that year at Le Mans, but was also filmed entirely separately for this movie. So like, it's a weird, that's weird thing. Um, but really where this came up is like, we just saw the, um, the art of racing in the rain last weekend and IMSA was pumping it really hard, you know, because they recorded during the race weekend at Canadian Tire and yep. Turner Motorsports and Wright Motorsports and Compass Race. Like all these stalwart teams were a part. They lent their cars for the and this and that. And mm-hmm. I think in that two hour movie, there was a, about five to six minutes of actual racing scenes. Did, did you think that movie was about racing? Well, I'm saying. Having well, read the book, I was not surprised at this. I haven't read the. I didn't read the book. Haven't read the book. I he heard thought it was about racing. I heard the plot, but I think a lot of people did. And Imsa's like pushing the hell out of it. The art it's of racing in the rain is obviously does. a metaphor. It's obviously a really good metaphor about making the best of a bad situation. Blah blah blah. But it's like I, that just got me to thinking. Like, why can't anybody besides Ron Howard make a good racing movie? And all these people who are brought in as consultants, why can't they call these people out in the bullshit? And be like, no, that's wrong. It doesn't happen like that. No, but, like, but the art of racing in the rain isn't a racing movie. It's a dead dog movie. The question is, was you saw it? I haven't seen it. Yet. I'm not talking about art of racing in the rain. This spurred this question. Why mm. can't anybody make a driving movie? Good. Were the parts of that movie that involved racing correct? They were close. They were okay, um, except for when they. There was a scene where he came in and put on wet tires under completely sunny skies. And then they said, well, it's because he can feel the rain coming. (laughs) I mean, it's like, no, no, no. You wait until the track is super wet before you put those on. Otherwise, they're going to last about a quarter of a lap before they're completely melted. (laughs) Yeah, as we saw at. uh, Yes, we saw it real time twice. We saw it at Road America and at Walken. Yeah, those are what? I mean, I think it was. 
eight seconds a lap mm-hmm. that the Hyundai lost on the last two laps. Yep. Utterly bizarre. With um, wet tires and dry conditions. But, you know, that actually is an interesting point, specifically with that one instance, because if, for some reason, I can't imagine why you'd want to do this, you wanted to make a movie that was more true to racing, you could have just been like, I can feel the rain coming, and the crew chief would have told him to shut the fuck up. Exactly. And then it would have started raining, and then they could have put the tires on, like the movie could have carried on. But I think one of the main problems is that no one wants to make a movie about racing, because I think, if we're honest with ourselves, people who go to watch racing are fucking boring. <laughs> and they just want to talk about racing. And that's it. And that's not actually that interesting. Well, and I think racing makes for excellent spectacle. Yes. Mm-hmm. But often it does not make for excellent narrative. Often. There I are, totally there, agree. There are events during a race that have a story like, oh, this fight for first place or whatever. But like, with a few exceptions, and documentaries get made about those. Right. There's not this great well of cinematic and narrative tropes in racing. Mm-hmm. There are interesting one-off battles, like the two times they made Truth in 24. That was a fantastic documentary because that story was real and it was fantastic. Right. But no one would have put that together to make a, a fictional movie because that's not something that like, oh yeah, in racing this happens and this happens, this happens, let's make a movie out of it. What's Truth in 24, by the way? Um, to a documentary about two of Audi's wins at Le Mans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're both against Peugeot. Yeah, they were. Oh, no, so- no, Peugeot and Toyota was the second one. I thought. I think so, yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, how despite having a nominally slower car during qualifying, everything else was slower, they were still able to win through strategy and planning and technology and whatever. It was really fun to watch um, and really well shot. It was made by NFL Films. <laughs> I'm not surprised. They had, they had a bunch of slow-mo cameras that they took to Le for because it was the football offseason, so they just went and yeah so they do have some good cinematographers so, they have that real deep voice narr- narrator too it was jason statham oh that's right statham yeah. did it <laughs> yeah i know that i want to hear him narrate so he was actually pretty good he's not right. bad um but <laughs> but it's like so when these stories happen that's when you get this narrative that is good enough for a documentary or a slightly fictionalized movie so what was the best racing movie that you said yeah, it was a rush. Yeah, but the story was real. Right, exactly. So, well, you know, more the, or less. Yes, the the background of the story right. was real. Well, sure. There's going to be creative direction taken, but like that story, the James Hunt, Nikki Lauda story, was real. That right, happened. Yes. So I think that's you need to make. I think most people who see real good racing stories make documentaries mm-hmm. and don't turn them into racing movies because I think it's hard to kind of spin off a, a really interesting racing story without making up a bunch of fake bullshit <laughs> right. like driven, you know, oh. like, you know, like, cause, I'm telling you, you know, most well, of the time, and then I'm, like I'm looking for, I am looking forward to Ford v. Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari later this year, more to see Christian Bale just because I'm a fan of his as an actor. But like even watching the trailers for that, I'm like, I don't think those are like they filmed that at like Auto Club Speedway. That's an oval. And then like all the accident scenes are like these cars bouncing over like 94 flips and explosions. And it's like, okay, that didn't. Okay, that the cars can't do that. Like, why do they throw out physics books? Why does in 
Um, what is it? Fast and the Furious Two. I think Paul Walker, R.I.P. in peace. His car has more forward gears than a twelve speed than a, like a twelve or fifteen speed bike because it's just shift after shift after Dude, shift after all shift. over the road here. I mean, but like and that's what I'm saying. Like none of those are like why can't people just like why isn't there consultants? They have them on these movies. Why can't they just call them out in their bullshit? Be like, no, why are you doing that? But all right, Ford v Ferrari. Fast and the Furious, and then somewhere way over on that end is Cars. And you brought all those up in the same list and asking why they're all not realistic. Fast and the I didn't say why they're gonna... not realistic. I brought, car- just... I brought Cars and Herbie and Turbo up just like car driving movies, but I kind of like, okay, those are kids' movies. We can kind of leave those where they are. Right, and the Fast and the Furious is a kids' movie for adults. It's just an action movie. And that's not meant to be real. Yeah, it was never. it's never meant to be... Anything other than just quick cuts. Like, like, it's not a movie for car people. If Rush somehow, like, filmed in cars with closed cockpits, someone would notice. Yeah. And someone would care. Never forget the Fast and the Furious movies are more or less all heist movies. Yes. They're not necessarily even car movies, they just have some cars in them. Well, not anymore. Not, not even so much in the first one. That's a heist movie. I'm trying to remember that back. That is a heist. I'm trying to remember back. Yeah, I'll take your word for scene, it. Opening scene, they're robbing trucks, and then oh yeah, yeah, everything hinges around the robbing of trucks, and yes. then there is some. Then they solve that part, and then there's just bro time. After that, <laughs> bro time, <laughs> family. After, yeah, after Vin Diesel says that. family about thirty-eight million. Family, family. <laughs> <laughs> just. Those movies are great, though. I will fight you. No, they're terrible. <laughs> Every single one of them is awful. I I fall firmly in the middle. Some of them are good. You always fall firmly in the middle. <laughs> there are some real stinkers in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I guess, what, what you have to tell, you have to make it more explicit. What exactly is it that you want? Because if you want a movie about racing, then it can't necessarily be about crime. So it's not going to be that interesting. But if you don't want a documentary, then like what what is it that you're imagining what is it that i feel you're like you can you can make a, a fictional story centered around racing but just have the scenes not be wildly inaccurate so tell me like a rough character arc what are we talking about like you don't have to give specific series but just your main character is what is it a racing season is it trying to get on a team like what what's the rough character or is it just a dude who likes racing and also is a nine to five like what are we talking about i th- i think you can make it about a guy trying to make it in the sport trying to climb his his or her way through the ranks mm-hmm. uh, i don't know dude i haven't i didn't sit down and write a fucking movie for today <laughs> <laughs> well, no, i'm just wondering what you think is missing i just told you that so basically be like almost more like a like a netflix show like Trying to make it in racing, like uh, I guess I'm, I'm just trying to think. Like, where's the conflict? There? Like, I, I think I think the problem they're running into is that realistic car movies are just documentaries, right? Yeah. That's the problem. People do make realistic car movies, but they're all documentaries. And a lot of trying to make it in racing. I mean, as we know, watching Josh is getting sponsorships and having cars that break down on lap seventeen. It's not actually that exciting. But that's the trial and tribulation part. And then what? And then it becomes Days of Thunder? 
No. <laughs> Although. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. If you go down this sequel. path, eventually you end up at Days of Thunder. Why? Because that's the only way to keep some interest. <laughs> I'm sorry, but racing on screen is not that exciting. All I want is a fictional story where the racing scenes are depicted accurately. That's it. And in my mind, in order to get that, it has to be a movie about racing. That's, that's the trick. Even the art and racing in the rain, like, it, like I said, it wasn't a racing movie. So even if it's in the title, even if it's like the headline act, right. it can't be about that. Because no one, I, you know, I also wonder, like, the difficulty of shooting racing realistically. I don't know how plausible it is. It might be really difficult. Yeah. It probably is really difficult. That might be. Yeah, and, and the problem is, like, yeah, like, where's your magical movie moment where he says, I can feel the rain coming, he puts the tires on, and, <laughs> and he's right, probably, I would assume, right? He's oh, right. Well, he was yeah. totally right. Yeah. He whooped so, their asses after that. Yeah, so you don't get to have that moment if the crew chief goes, no, get back in the car. We're not doing tires. Get back out there. Like, you know, that's realistic racing, and that's also just murders your movie moment. You don't get to have dramatic movie moments and realistic racing moments. However, how hilarious would it be to have that in the movie? <laughs> and he lets him, the crew chief lets him put him on too early. He shreds him in half a lap. Then the rain comes. Everyone else pits, and he's down three laps inside of five movie minutes. That'd be great. <laughs> and then he has to charge his way back. Like, eh, eh. Oh, <laughs> shit. But then the rain clears up. Yeah, and then he's left. Yeah. <laughs> it's only raining in three corners. Then, then he pulls a Hyundai. <laughs> you see, this is why racing movies can't be chill. Because it, it's just not that entertaining unless you completely destroy all movie sense. Yeah, or there's so, yeah, there's actually too much artifice. Yeah. Like, to make it a real racing movie where the technical aspects of the racing are correct, the story elements of the racing are so outlandish that they couldn't happen, like... You know, and it rains for exactly the three laps that he's getting his, you know, getting, you know, brought back to the garage and his tires put back on. And then as soon as he gets his wets on, it stops raining. And like, you know, it's like, and then it stops raining. So he comes back in for dries and it starts raining again. Like, you know, it, it's, it's all this stuff that's never going to happen. Like, if you make racing realistic, probably I would bet real life kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. Would be my guess. There's some balance there. Because I, I feel like there are enough people interested in making racing movies that someone would have done it right if there were not some mutually exclusive quality to racing and movies like say you know you said it was pretty good for art of racing in the rain except for the dramatic movie moment well there you go that's not a dramatic movie moment anymore it's not like there's no interest there right so i feel like they're at cross purposes 100 nearly 100 percent of the time maybe we need to find the movie that did it the most right. But how would we go about that? Watch a lot of racing and driving movies. There aren't that many. I mean, there are movies that center around cars, but when it comes down to movies about racing, and in this case, fiction movies about racing, I feel like that category is actually pretty narrow. Or just like this nearly zero. Driven. Days of Thunder. I'm telling you, man, you are going to end up with Days of Thunder, and you are not going to be happy. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> exactly. You're, it's just going to be Days of Thunder, but in F1 cars. 
Wait a second. <laughs> we no may one be, take that idea. <laughs> we may be on to something. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just I just wanted to vent my frustration after seeing Art of Racing in the Rain. I don't know. But I do think we should do that. And we can start a, with, wa- a driven watch party on Facebook. Is that what you think we should definitely do? Definitely that. And also <laughs> fiction movies that be about racing, but not street racing because we know that's only going one way. We can basically just toss all those to the side. <laughs> um, Corvette with Mark Hamill. <laughs> Is that a movie? Should yes. it be a movie? Uh, is it? Yeah. Death Race 2000. Okay. You, nope, that doesn't count. Redline. Never heard of it. Who? Exactly. Vanishing Point? Mm, that's a car movie, but it's oh, not Stroker a race. race. No, Corvette Summer. <laughs> Corvette Summer. Corvette Summer. I only heard of that movie recently, actually. That's, yeah. Um, but not a racing movie, right? Another car movie. Right. Stolen, stolen Corvette movie. Right. Okay. Stolen Corvette movie specifically. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this is worth at least investigating because it. I've also never seen Days of Thunder, but. Yeah, you probably won't like it. Why? I like Tom Cruise. Do you? Sure. <laughs> he did say that he did want to see Maverick in the theater, so. That's not look. the name of the movie. It's Top Gun 2. Maverick. Maverick Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> the Maverick angle. Okay, is Days of Thunder just Top Gun but cars? Mm. Top cars. Top cars. Is it? Is <laughs> that what it is? Because I'm in for that. Mm. Not really. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> does it have a guy shouting, I want some butts? Like Top, <laughs> like Top Gun does? It does. It does not. That is movie magic. <laughs> No, it does a, not. A soundtrack by Kenny Loggins and uh, Harold Faltermeyer. Ooh. Man, you went way there. I would high there. five you for that, <laughs> but you're across the table. I do think I actually want to do this, you guys. We have access to so many different streaming services. Yeah. And there's going to be a ton of crap on there. Yes. <laughs> we, can, we need to sift through it and find Nick his movie. Yeah. And it's going to be driven. Oh. I All hate right. you so much. Get out of your own house. <laughs> Worse, it's probably going to be Stroke Race. What is that about? What? 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 What'd you say? He said it's either it's either going to be Days of Thunder, Driven, or Stroke Race. Oh, Stroke Race. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Which I, I, I didn't hear what he said. And I asked what Stroke Race is about. So I've never seen it. So it's like an earlier Days of Thunder. It's in some NASCAR style movie from the eighties. Days mm. of Threatening Stormfront. <laughs> Get those wet tires on. <laughs> I can. The rain's coming. I can feel, feel it. it. The rain's coming. I can Did feel he have it. like a rickety knee? Is that what's going on? Rickety knee. He's a pretty young dude. I don't think he had any knee surgery. Like, oh, joints. <laughs> joints getting stiff. Rain's coming. Rain's coming. My Rain lum- tires. My lumbago was acting up. Lumbago. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm gonna make you wish you never said that joke to me. I'm gonna send you a video right now. <laughs> Oh, no. uh, I'll watch that when we're done. Anyways, <laughs> let me go to bed. Please, let's just get out of here. Let's wrap this up, guys. Who are we thanking today? <laughs> Thank the bag. I mean, 200 fans. What? We, we actually did it. So, I mean, it's got to be the fans again, right? I, I would agree with that one. The fans take it. 
for the likes and putting up with us. Yeah. yeah putting up, <laughs> especially this fucking episode. Shit like this. <laughs> We're obviously not pros, but you listened all the way through. So we appreciate you. We appreciate that. But we don't want you just to listen. We want you to reach out. We want you to talk with us. You can start at checkenginepodcast.com. Uh, you can find blogs there. You can find old episodes there. Info about us, if you care to know. Um, links to our socials. Um, all that kind of stuff. There's an inbox there as well. An email address is inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. Um, so our website is a good place to start. Otherwise, we are on the socials. So we're on Facebook. Uh, please like us there. We're at uh, Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, we're on Twitter too, aren't we? Yeah, at Check Engine Pod. So follow us there. Retweet us. All of those things. If you want to see great retweets of Artisan Loaf, definitely. We're the internet's primary source of Artisan Loaf retweets, <laughs> <laughs> as always. Tristan, are we also on Instagram or not? Or not? Yeah, what? Not recently. What? Yes, <laughs> but we are. Yes, yes, we are actually at Check Engine Pod. There it is. So find us on there as well. Um, if you really like what we're doing, you can support us financially, and we'd love that. Um, there's a support button right at our anchor.fm page, anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast. Has anybody checked that recently? What? Yeah. <laughs> I keep Patreon? an eye on it. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering because I haven't heard much about it lately. Yes, I, I, I check it regularly. Sweet. Um, if you don't want to give us money, that's cool. You can also give us reviews. Hopefully you enjoyed enough that you want to take a few seconds to give us a review or take even less time to click that subscribe button. All that's going to do is let you know when we come out with new stuff. It helped me out this week. It totally did. <laughs> Definitely. Andrew didn't know an oh, episode. Oh, wow, we was... came out with a new episode this week. <laughs> How about that? That we did. See? Proof of concept right there, everybody. Um, so, yeah, subscriptions. We'd love those. Reviews, we'd love those. Reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear us try, what episode ideas you have. Um, we made it to 200 likes on Facebook. Huge milestone for a little podcast like us. So thank you to all the fans, always, because... Even if we suck, like I think we did tonight. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure. You guys are always awesome. And because of that, we cannot wait to talk to you one more time. So until then, take care.